0: You are listening to episode 63 of With Heart and Wonder. I'm Megan, and I am just so delighted that we get to share this space together today. I have to say, after several months of not really working on the podcast, it's been feeling so good and sparkly even and nourishing and life-giving to be back in this creative rhythm. Just like what a reminder for me of how potent and powerful it can be to share in really rich conversations. So I am just like riding the waves right now of creation. And today's episode, I thought the topic that kind of been calling to me to dive into is this idea of confidence. And I'd love to share before I get into kind of thinking about confidence as this muscle that we can build, I'd love to share that this topic is so close to my heart for two reasons. So the first is that I have actually been on this huge journey. It's felt like climbing a pretty steep mountain, like in like a torrential downpour at times. Um, a big journey with my own confidence. And I mean, of course, I've had different moments in my life where I worked on confidence or been more or less confident, but something happened in the fall of 2021 that truly shattered my sense of self. And that particular story is not one that I am ready to share yet. It's still a little bit too tender and raw for me. But what I will share is that it led to such a period of highs and lows, those peaks and valleys, as... I found my way back to myself. Back to a place where now I can say that I feel like me again and I I have an appreciation for my strength and my resilience and my power and my capacity and the possibilities. There's a hopefulness there. But over like you know a year from now or more like 14 months ago Um, And in the months that followed, that was definitely not the case for me. And the other reason, so there's this personal side, but the other reason is that I've been sharing about this kind of journey that I've been on as I undertook life coach training and I'm now starting to work with clients and already worked with several clients, um, both in the pro bono phase and now um, that I've fully graduated But I would say that confidence is this theme that comes up again and again and again. And it makes a lot of sense because a lot of us are struggling with rebuilding our confidence after something has thrown us off kilter. It could be, a transition in life that's really natural or it could be something that was really unexpected. Something like a medical diagnosis that really changed the way that we live our lives. It could be something like an administrative or legal matter that absolutely changed the course of our plans. It could be something like losing a relationship where we once felt really safe. There's so many different things that can rattle us. And so the question then becomes like how do we show up for ourselves in these moments and rebuild that confidence? So I thought I'd share today three particular things that I think can do wonders when we are looking to rebuild our confidence or even just strengthen it because there's a lot and I I say this with just like so much appreciation and love in my heart there are a lot of us walking around with big beautiful dreams inside of us but not quite the confidence yet to bring those dreams to life. And I really do believe that the world needs more of those sparkly, life-giving, nourishing, powerful, unique dreams. So let's talk about three things that can help us rebuild our confidence in the first... It's going to sound really simplistic, but let's really not underestimate the power of these words. The first is to surround yourself with people who see more for you than you can possibly see for yourself. Those people who so deeply believe not just in the you that you are, but the you that you have the capacity to become. And when I say that, I don't mean like that you have to change who you are. These are the people who get you and who see what it, they can almost like envision what it would look like when you are fully, radically, beautifully embracing your truest, most authentic version of yourself. Those people can hold the dream and the vision for you. They can hold that in the moments where you can't. And having those types of people in your corner is like priceless. It's invaluable. I think especially when we're on this journey where our confidence is feeling a little bit precarious or fragile or tender, it can truly make a world of difference to have this feedback from others that is reminding us of who we really are. I actually just had a conversation yesterday with, um, my buddy from the coaching program that I went through. So had a chance to work with a buddy. And my dear buddy, Catherine, I was sharing something with her last night um, about something that feels a little bit raw and tender for me. And just the experience of feeling so affirmed and validated and held and encouraged and deeply seen I walked away from that just feeling so, so held and comforted, but also so strong and capable. It was almost like this reminder of the real me inside. And that same type of thing is something that over the last year has come to me in different forms and the support and encouragement from my family, my parents, my partner, Eric, their deep belief in what I could achieve when I had really given up. And it also has come to me in more structured ways through this kind of like magic of coaching where There's this time set aside for me to show up in my wholeness, in all of my messiness, in all my imperfections, and celebrating all of my strength and all of my intuitive wisdom. That has been so powerful, to be held with love by all of these different people who see more for me than I can see for myself. So if you have those type of people in your life, like lean into those relationships. And if you don't right now, and there can absolutely be seasons of life where we don't have those people near, or maybe they're there, but we haven't yet recognized them as such. Or maybe there aren't yet those types of people in your circles. How can you start to find and cultivate and nourish those types of relationships that can fill you with that love and strength and confidence in yourself? So that was the first thing. Now, the second thing that I thought I'd share, and I did share this one earlier in the summer, is this practice that I started doing. um, And I... I talked about it in one of my newsletters because it was so helpful for me and I will tell you why. So what I started doing is every morning I, for like over a year and a half now, every single morning I journal and for a while I was journaling more about the things that felt a little bit heavy or stretchy or sticky. I had this experiment that came to me in a moment of, you know, inner guidance where I switched up my morning journaling so I could still talk about those heavy and sticky things if I wanted. But every single day, I set myself this challenge of listing three things from the day before that I was really proud of myself for. So let me tell you why this was so impactful for me. It was impactful because oftentimes I find that we are drawn to practices that provide this type of like focus on the external. And one example of that can actually be, even though I think it's amazing, and if you have a gratitude practice, like by no means do you need to give that up, but oftentimes a gratitude practice is focusing on things that are outside of us. You know, the kindness of a stranger or the um, something that happened at work or the weather or a flower that bloomed in our garden, but it's these types of external things. Not always, but often. And focusing on these things that I was really proud of myself for asked me to take a look at the choices that I made and to start to build this muscle of recognizing, encouraging, and supporting myself to really celebrate the actions that I was taking and to start to notice them. And it was so cool because as I was working through this practice of like so simple, just three things I was proud of from the day before, I started to get all of this incredible feedback. And it really allowed me to start to notice the ways in which I was changing and showing up differently. So I would, for instance, write about how maybe the day before I held a boundary that I have never been able to hold before. Or maybe I said no to something, even though it was really hard and I really wanted to say yes, but I wanted to honor my capacity. Or maybe I honored myself and my commitment to my well-being by moving my body when I really, really, really didn't want to. And getting to see each and every day these things that I was proud of, it truly allowed me to feel almost like that glow from inside, that feeling of caring for myself, but also my power and my strength and my agency and to grow my confidence. Now the last thing that i wanted to share about today and this is something that's been a little bit of um i'll call it a newer exploration though i think in many ways it's just an evolution of of a practice i've been playing with for a while but i'm reading and and participating in the artist way program right now and the other day i was reading through the chapter and um i read this kind of particular passage that really hit me where Julia Cameron was talking about how you can change your life if you can make 10% of your thoughts more positive. And this isn't really scientific. She's just picked the number 10. But the idea being that like so much of our day, we are accompanied by and surrounded by that voice of the inner critic and that voice of fear and oftentimes the inner critic is not necessarily grounded in reality so we might think something to ourselves like oh my gosh that was so stupid that I did that or like I am never going to be any good at this or I did such an awful job at that thing But those are subjective thoughts. And it's not so much about forcing positivity because we never want to like be in this practice of forcing positivity, but it's about getting curious and questioning, is that true? So if I, for instance, am feeling like a total failure, And like, I'm never going to be able to get this thing right. I can say to myself, is that true? And maybe realize like, well, no, you know, it might not be coming easy to me right now, but I can practice and I can keep showing up and doesn't make me a failure. And this practice of asking, is that true? When these negative thoughts come up about ourselves, getting curious. In that practice, so often we are able to make that thought a little bit more positive or at least neutral. And what happens when we do that is that we reclaim time and energy that is otherwise going to be sucked up by those negative thoughts trying to pull us down. And we have a little bit more room To be in that more confident, inspired, exploratory, brave space. So those are three things that you can play with to rebuild or strengthen your own confidence. Surrounding yourself with people who see more for you than you can see for yourself, who really get that truest, most authentic version of you and see your potential practicing tuning in to what you're doing that you're proud of those moments where you have shown up and stretched yourself or met yourself with so much deep care and compassion and the last one getting curious about that voice of the inner critic those automatic thoughts that come up getting curious is that really true and how can I neutralize or maybe even make that thought a little bit more positive? And what I know to be true is that working with even just one of these three things is going to help you be in action. It's going to help you start to change the way that you're showing up for yourself and the way that you're showing up in the world. And it's in that action that Like that's the thing that really moves mountains when it comes to our confidence. There's so much magic in that. So I thought I'd share these words that I heard from Sammy Fleming a few weeks ago. She said that confidence is not a prerequisite for action, but a byproduct. I know deep in my heart that the more that you start showing up for yourself, whole lot of compassion and a whole lot of courage the more that confidence is going to keep building and the world truly does need your unique perspective your incomparable gifts and those big dreams that you have within you i hope that this episode has maybe sparked a few little insights or inspirations And I wanted to tell you, because just the other day, I started something brand new for all those on my email list called Community Dates. And I mean, this is an audio, so you don't necessarily, (laughs) it isn't necessarily clear, but it's communa and then the T is spelled T-E-A. So a little play on some T-Dates. Because I... I'm a tea drinker through and through, though you're still welcome if you aren't. But the idea behind these is to have a few spots every month, these little 20-minute containers where we can have a warm cup of something together and just be in conversation and deep connection because I really do believe there's so much magic in that one-on-one connection and so much deep, rich conversation can happen in 20 minutes. So those will be released every month. There will be a few spots that you're welcome to to grab. It's my way of having an accessible way to be in communication with me at all times. And they're absolutely free and a gift to the community. So if you are not on the email list and this sounds kind of interesting to you, make sure that you sign up at meganjohnston.com so that you get that first notification the next time this happens. Until we meet again, keep living with heart and wonder.